Hello everyone, I'm Carrie, and I'm Kristen, and we're bringing you our weekly podcast called Girlfriend's Guide to Blending Families. Kristen and I met a few years ago through a mom's club in our town, but our friendship really took off when we started sharing the heartaches and successes we both experienced in raising our children in blended families. We hope to share insights, stories, and a few laughs with you on this crazy and rewarding journey of parenting. So grab your glass of wine, and if something we share resonates with you, let us know. We would love to hear from you. Cheers. Cheers. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Girlfriend's Guide to Blending Families. We are at Season 2, Episode 7. Hello, Miss Kristen. Hello, Miss Carrie. Tonight, we're going to talk about ways to make blending our families easier and things that we've thought about that will kind of smooth the road and hopefully be helpful to all of you. So our first couple of things, Miss Kristen's going to start off with us. Yeah, so one thing that I found recently that has been um, very helpful, so my daughter changed schools from daycare a couple days a week into full-time pre-K, and I guess in the past, um, you know, there's certain things I always handle, like I always handle school, I always handle all their medical stuff, um, and I guess I don't really like a lot of input, so um, I tend to handle them on my own, kind of act first, um, you know, get feedback second. So um, when we moved schools, it was kind of a similar thing where I found the school, got it all worked out, it was kind of short notice, and um, I was in contact with the teachers and kind of the administrators, and part of me felt like I wanted to keep it very like isolated and um, separate so that, um, you know, I would be the person that was the main point of contact. And after I thought about it a little bit, and there's a, there's a particular app that the school uses, um, that um, I ended up sharing that with my daughter's dad. And it really seems to be, you know, such a benefit right now. So he feels more involved. He has more buy-in with her school. There's a lot of activities that now he knows about. Um, so I think I was kind of approaching the whole thing incorrectly in the past. And um, I know why I was doing it, but I feel like it's just good information to share for other people who might feel like they too just want to kind of keep the communication separate and a little bit uh, compartmentalized. Um, but in the end, having that free-flowing communication not only benefits um, our relationship as co-parents, but definitely my daughter, too, because now he is excited about the school, and he's getting all the emails, and he's getting all the text messages, push notifications, phone calls. <laughs> Robocalls. Oh, oh, my God. It's like 17 ways to communicate with somebody. So, um, so that ended up being, I guess, a little bit of a surprise to me. Um, and just something really good that I wanted to share with everyone. And I think that that is really good because I think this was kind of her first year in school school, right? Mm -hmm. So a new way to start things and kind of going forward. And for us, we've had it kind of both ways. So on one side, I would say we were not really included in anything until we ourselves reached out and said, hey, please put us on the list because mm -hmm. um, our daughters have all gone to private schools and they 
you know, it's, they don't have all the systems in place like the public schools do where, you know, they're, they ask you right on the forum, like, are there other parents involved? Like, what are the contacts? Like the private schools don't really have that going on yet, at least in our experience. So Um, yeah, funny enough, they do. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Like (laughs) when I was enrolling Glenn and all this, it was like, and where's parent one? What's their address? What's parent two? What's their address? Grandparents, grandparent one, grandparent two, friends, aunts. Anybody um, that could pick up. Anybody that can pick up. Anybody that's emergency contact. So Mm -hmm. you might have been the recipient of a little bit of blocked communication (laughs) as well. Because I was like, oh, that's pretty awesome that, you know, they are inclusive of like, you know, different family structures. Right. um, Which I would not have anticipated, but I was very appreciative. So... And it's interesting. So, like, as stepmom, I'm not on that list. Like, I'm on the pickup list, but I'm not on the email list, which is fine because, like, my husband is, and he gets all the emails and sends them to me. But honestly, like, those emails are 99% like scheduling things and like events that are going on, and I I should be the one on them because he literally deletes them. And then I don't know that daddy daughter dances in two weeks because, Mm -hmm. or the RSVP was due last Friday because, you know, I didn't get the email, and that would have been something that I take care of. Like, you know, in your household rules and whoever takes care of whatever roles you fill mm-hmm. that one's mine mm-hmm. and I'm the planner and the scheduler so I would have had that RSVP'd and paid for and done and you know whatever they'll figure it out but um then on the other side of our family we all get everything like so the public school had yeah. all those forms so like all three of the parents are on there and we all get the emails we all get the report cards we all get everything um and it's great and even the sports teams now have this cool app called team snap So, like, uh, if whoever, whichever one of us signs him up for the sport will be the contact person. But then you can add other parents. So, so far, I've signed him up for both of the sports that use that app. And then I just say add parent. And then he gets all the schedule, the roster, like, everything. And there's, like, a text messaging thing on there. So, we are all in, like, direct contact. And it's perfect because you don't have to then say, don't forget he has a game today because it's right there. Right. And even, like, grandparents, I feel like, you know, both of my daughter's grandparents are picking them up on different days like you just need a lot of people involved in the whole communication stream so yeah mm-hmm. I've seen a couple of different apps that are like calendar apps mm-hmm. where you can include all the family and extended family we haven't done that because I just felt like it got like a little bit too confusing we do use the just the google calendar on our phone but I have a family one so I included like my husband and I and then the two older girls that would be maybe helping with the driving Um, So anytime that there's one of those types of events, I put it in that calendar. So it shows up on everybody's phones. Yeah. Um, But I think including everybody is definitely, it makes the whole blending easier. Because who are we hurting by not including them in the calendar or the emails? Like really, the kids are going to be the ones that miss out on the daddy-daughter dance or whatever it is because somebody didn't know. Yeah, and and true. And on the app, there will be pictures and just really cool things that the school is doing um that isn't on like the newsletter so i'm just glad that it's going in that direction because um it is important i would want to know that information and i think it was like a little bit of a defensive thing of why i had been that way in the past um but i can see it's just easier this way yeah and i think that it's great that you have kind of come to that realization and been able to absorb it because it's, I think as moms, we all want and kind of feel this right Mm -hmm. to our children. Yeah. And 
I have the luxury of seeing both sides of that spectrum. And so I personally feel that same exact way. Like it, this is my child. Like I have the right to have Christmas Eve and I have the right to do this. And then you kind of take a step back and you're like, but I'm only one parent. Like right. there is another one that has just as much right as I do. And I don't know if dads feel the same way. I would venture to guess not, but it probably depends on the situation. But as moms, I yeah. feel like we're like, you know, this is my kid. Yeah. Or maybe just dads don't verbalize it as much as yeah. we do. Like I miss you. I want to see you. You know, it But is, they don't verbalize it as right. much. They just right. kind of, you know, keep doing what they're doing. But I'm sure they do miss their kids and want, you know, to spend the special holidays or be included in stuff. Yeah. And I, I mean, I feel like women in general are probably more dominant in this role. Like, we're moms, right? Like, moms yeah. hear me roar and, you know, nobody's going to mess with my kid. Like, mm -hmm. you hear all these different sayings. Um, So when parents and families split up, if the parental agreement or um, relationship is not um what's the word I want amicable amicable thank yeah. you um that it creates a lot of rippling effects because if you're amicable and everybody's friends like you're not trying to outdo one another you're not trying to hurt one another and it's always about the kids but when that doesn't happen you mm. know your personal agenda gets in the way yeah which will kind of lead me into our next topic <laughs> about our kids are not a timeshare because yes. we all talk about and we all hear about, well, this is my time and this is your time and this mm -hmm. is dad's time. And I heard this saying somewhere, probably on Facebook, about kids are not a timeshare. Like we do not have to say this is your time and this is my time. Yeah. And the kids end up feeling so distraught over, oh, I got to be there at four o'clock because that's mom's time or I got to be there at six o'clock because that's dad's time. Um, so what can we do to do better than that? Yeah. So I think it's interesting because you and I both kind of fall back on the parenting plan that you create when you're going through a divorce or, you know, a custody issue with your kid. And it's, and in the moment it feels good because it's like, oh, it's on paper. It's black and white. You have Christmas Eve. I have Christmas day. You have this time on their birthday and I have the second half of the day. But the reality is, you know, every year is so different. And I think that's what you and I were feeling this year is everything this year is completely different from last year. Yes. So we felt like kind of out of sorts a little bit, but our kids in the end had a good time. So for me, we used to, uh, my older daughter's dad, she would always be with him Christmas Eve. I would have her Christmas day. Well, this year, I think she woke up with me on Christmas Eve, then went with her dad, then I had had her back Christmas Eve night, then Christmas morning she woke up with me, then went to her dad and then came back to me. So it was like literally all this sectioning off of days, but she loved it because she had Christmas Eve with two families, she had Christmas Day with two families, and for both parents we saw her on both days, which are important. Um, so, and that is not what was written out by lawyers, you know, five or six years ago so and i'd have to interject that that was all possible because you now live within a, a closer proximity yes. to another yes. so families that live two hours apart obviously that's 100%. not feasible but yeah that's one of the perks of being close by and my son and i talked about this too because he always jokes around I was like can't we just like buy a house or like buy the property behind us so like dad and elisa and brody and the baby can all live behind mm -hmm. us and i'm like well that might be a little bit too close but right. like you know the idea of it just being easy and they're close enough you know it's 
25 minutes. That's yeah. not bad. Um, but I always promised his dad and him that we will never like up and relocate unless, you know, for some unforeseen reason we absolutely have to, but I would never willingly take him away. Yeah. It's, that's so hard. It's just so hard. Yeah. And I, I almost think now looking at it and being past the holidays, like this is better for her. I mean, the really the sectioning off of whole days is better for the adults. And for her, she still believes in Santa. You know, she's so excited about everything. She loves her cousins on both sides. So this is what makes her holiday so special. And um, so it is what we need to do for her. Mm-hmm. So, and I 100% agree with every year looking totally different, and mm-hmm. which is hard for me because I'm a scheduler, planner, like need to know what we're doing. And this year was so up in the air on every avenue, like every front of every parent and every child. Like, it was just, yeah. I, my mom kept asking me, like, well, what are we doing? What are we doing? I'm like, honestly, I have no idea. And I didn't know until Christmas Eve what was happening that day. And then on Christmas Day, I still didn't know what was happening that day. Yeah. Um, which for me personally is, stressful and I get anxiety about it so you and I were having mimosas pretty early on Christmas day <laughs> we <were>. however <laughs> um the kids were all happy and everything worked out well like so I might not have gotten as much time with some of my stepdaughters as I wanted but the couple of hours that we got were great everybody was mm-hmm. happy we had a good time we had made cookies everything was fun we got our matching jammies everything was great so the amount of quality time was excellent but the period of time was shorter yeah. Um, so because, I had to just kind of get over that. Yeah. I think if you had gone the other way of like traditional carry, like trying to stay like very to the book and all like the rigidity, like who would end up really suffering the most? Right. The kids. Because yeah. so what happened was Christmas Eve, like per our parenting agreement from years and years ago, mm-hmm. the hours are 4 PM till 10 PM on Christmas Eve with my stepdaughters. Um, but now you know, the two older girls drive. So was I really going to make them stay till 10 PM to then drive an hour and a half to go to their moms and not get there till 1130 and only have like whatever amount of time till they fall asleep. Like that's not really fair. Yeah. Um, so it ended up that we had two of the three that morning and then the third came around 530 PM because my husband went up and picked her up and then they all left together around 730. Um, so they didn't have to drive super late. And we could have said, no, you have to stay till 10 o'clock because the agreement says 10. Um, But we kind of had talked about it ahead of time and just said, you know what? Like, they're going to leave when they leave and when they're ready to go. I don't want our 18-year-old driving at 10 o'clock at night after all the crazy people on the road. It's dark out. Right. Right. Exactly. So, you know, the... In, I don't want to say insecure, but the timeshare part of you that wants to be like, no, this is my time, mm-hmm. is upset by that. But we talked it through, and I think we did what was best. And we said, you know what? Okay, goodbye. Love you. See you tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and they were happy. Everybody had a good Christmas. The girls were all good. And then with my son, we actually did the opposite of what you did this year. Traditionally, we do a lot of back and forth on Christmas Eve and day. We share all the way. And this year, I told him, I think I was feeling a little extra generous because of the other side was not so generous. Mm-hmm. So I told him, you know what? I'm going to have him Christmas Eve. He'll wake up here Christmas morning, come get him at 930 and then just keep it. Yeah. Because that way, you know, now my ex has a girlfriend and they're having a baby and he's got her family to deal with. And it was just, it's always been a lot of back and forth on Christmas. Um, Lucas would usually have Christmas morning, go to dad's, go to his grandmom's, come back for my dinner, then go back to dad's again mm. that night. 
And I just said, you know what? That's that's too much. Like he's yeah. gonna spend two hours in the car just going back and forth. Like so, that worked out well. And he just kept him for Christmas night, and then he came home the following day. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's good to be flexible in right. that way. But it it's I think we have to get over the idea that every year is gonna look the same because you're right. It's just yeah. every year's different. <laughs> it really is. And then you know, like for us. Like last year, I didn't have my older daughter on Christmas Eve, even though that was my time because of just our living situation. Now, this year wasn't my year. So, um, like, who knows what next year will bring, you know, who knows where people will be and what the whole family situation will be. So, yeah, I think that's just a better way. I saw a thing on Facebook where it was like, I had like happy holidays it wasn't like your holiday, but it was my holiday. You know, that idea of mm-hmm. it was a happy holiday of whatever it could be for me versus like, you know, if you didn't put up lights or you didn't put up a tree or you didn't go visit Santa or you, um, you know, didn't spend time with certain people. It's whatever you can make it in your life. And that's what is important versus mm-hmm. like checking off all those boxes for you and for other people. Yeah. And I think... I don't know if it was because Thanksgiving and Christmas were so close this year or what, but I feel like the general consensus among our friends was mm-hmm. that it was so hectic this mm-hmm. year. And we were all, you know, we all try to be good moms and do all the best we can and make sure the kids are having fun and yeah. check all the boxes. And I felt like I took a step back. Like I did have my calendar and I had like all the activities planned. So I felt like, okay, good. Like I have a great month planned for them. And then, like, days would come and, like, Mom, we didn't do this today. I'm like, yep, you know what? We're not going to get it done today. Like, we'll try to fit that special breakfast in another day because I woke up late today. Sorry. Yeah. And I wasn't upset about it. Like, I was just – I feel like in the past I would have been, like, so upset with myself or I would have just made made it happen somehow. Yeah. And this year I was just like, you know what? It's not going to happen. You've got a lot of other stuff to look forward to. Give Mom a little bit of a break. Yeah. And I think so that was the nice – thing about going away for like a week in December was that um I felt like it really reset me for Christmas so you know there was just a reason to not participate in certain things like no we're not going to do that sleigh ride no we're not going to go do that like we just were kind of out of the mix for a couple for six days so I felt like whatever we did was great um but we also had an awesome time on vacation so it really put things into perspective Um, and I would recommend that to anybody, even if you go away for like a a weekend, you know, like one night, go away to wherever it is and just kind of have that like nice family time so that you don't feel like you have to do all those activities that Mm -hmm. are just, you know, they end up driving you crazy. Yeah. The kids end up fighting. You spend a fortune on it. Yes. And for us, like financially this year, I was really trying to be regimented about it and not put anything on the credit card and Mm -hmm. just be specific about what I bought for each kid. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Christmas is always ends up being like a giant credit card bill for probably most of us. Yeah. Um, And I'm like, you know what? We're not doing that this year. So on Christmas day, the kids were, they said, I don't know who said something to me, but one of them said, mom, how did you afford all this stuff for Christmas? I'm like, well, I was broke before Christmas. (laughs) I was still broke after Christmas, but I didn't put anything on the credit card. (laughs) Yeah. Which is awesome. Which is awesome. Like we just kind of made it work. And I, I felt good about Christmas this year. Like I didn't feel like we overdid it. The kids were happy. Like, um, my stepdaughter got AirPods, which was like her big gift from her mom. And that's really what she wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, so everybody was happy and you know, there wasn't, you know, Chase wanted candy. That's what he asked for. So he got a big bag of candy from Santa, like right. whatever. Um, but it, I just felt like good about it and I felt like de-stressed and just kind of 
trying not to deal with all the, or try not to focus on all the anxiety of the back and forth and who's planning this and just being like, you know what? It'll just yep. work out. Yep. And next year, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> right. We'll just yeah. deal with it then. But I did, I, I did a little bit of pre-planning for next year. I told my mom, um, so the whole reason that I had my son come back again on Christmas night was to have dinner with my parents because that's when they would come and do the gifts and we'd have like a sit down dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, and this year my parents ended up doing a catered dinner at their house like the Wednesday before Christmas, like a week before, which was amazing. Like super just us, like yeah. not a big to do and she didn't have to cook so she wasn't stressed out. And I said, if next year goes the same, let's do our Christmas with you that night. Yeah. So you can see all the kids and give all the gifts and do your thing. And then on Christmas Day, if my son's not there, no big deal. Because yeah. now next year, he's going to have another little baby brother. Right. And they're going to have all their other stuff. And so I wanted, I kind of liked that he would spend Christmas Eve and Christmas morning with us. And then he'll go with dad and his family. Yeah, definitely. So but, people that, yeah, you want your kids to see that the, it, like the 23rd is a great day. Right. The weekend before is a great day. Like right. I know you guys do stuff with cousins and stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah. And even us, we postponed what we were supposed to do yesterday as a family because it was just too hectic. Um, so now we're doing New Year's Day. So, perfect. you know, just extending the holiday a little bit. And I feel like everything that you read on Blending Families is all about, like, making it work for your family. Mm-hmm. Like, the holiday is special. It literally, I mean, it's Jesus' birthday. We don't have to do presents on that day. Like, mm-hmm. so you can really make it whenever it works for you. So if mm-hmm. it's the Wednesday before or the Friday after, like, does it really matter if that's what your tradition is? Right. So I think that's something that... I know you and I have already experienced, but people that are maybe new to blending their families, you just kind of have to look at it differently because whatever day it is that is with you and all of your family spent together is the holiday. Mm -hmm. And you just kind of have to figure out what's going to work. Yep. Yeah. Um, All right. So our next idea on how to make blending easier. Yes. Is consulting. Oh. (laughs) Consulting. Yeah. With our exes before we make decisions. Oh, that's so hard. I know. It's super hard, especially for women. <laughs> like, I feel like, like we already talked about, like, yeah, I want to like, make, I'm going to take charge and you're going to do what I say. Right. But so how can we do better uh, to benefit our kids and consult with them? Like maybe, I don't know, like, let's say we're going to sign them, sign them up for some type of extracurricular. Yeah. So I think going in that spirit of just sharing a little bit more, um, with your ex. So I know for me, my younger daughter, um, does ballet and I had signed her up when it was the schedule. I was with her all the time on that day and then schedule changed. And so, um, I think going forward, you know, I want to re-sign her up, um, just to have the conversation before and say, is this cool? If you know, you have her half the Fridays, are you okay driving down here and taking her at 5 p.m. on a Friday? Because, you know, like, if somebody said that to me, I'd be like, no, that's ridiculous. That's cutting into my night. Um, But she really does love it. Um, So I think it's just kind of like extending yourself to open up that communication of like, let's have a dialogue about this instead of me making the decision. And then, you know, like in an ultimatum way, like either do it, and or not and I don't care because I'll still pay for it even if you're not going to be involved like obviously they're going to be more likely to participate if you make it like a joint decision making versus I did this and now deal with it 
Right. And I 100% agree because if it had to be on the other side and, you know, dad was like, hey, I did this and you're going to have to take him on Tuesday mm-hmm. night. So like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. No. Right. Like, yeah, no, not happening. Um, so, yeah, consulting with, you know, our the other parent ahead of time. So if it's an extracurricular or if it's a birthday party or, you know, something with school, um, do they want to sign up for the band or do they want to mm-hmm. do this birthday party? But it's on the weekend that you're going to be with dad. Um, I think it's like an act of good faith. Yeah. Like you're kind of involving them in the process. Um, and you and I were talking about earlier, like when I was little and my dad, I remember him saying that, you know, I don't mind paying for things. Like my dad was always, you know, child support on time and was always involved and able to help. Um, but you had to include him in it. He's like, I don't want to write a check after the fact. Mm -hmm. He told me this, you know, later in life as an adult, like, it would make him upset that, you know, my mom would ask for a check after the fact rather than consulting him in the process. And they worked that out and, you know, like figured it out. But if you're involved in the process, you're much more likely to be like, sure, like I'll sign you up for baseball and you buy the gear or I'll buy the gear and you sign them up. Like whatever it is, rather than just saying like, here's the bill. Yes. Yeah. And I did that with my older daughter with piano. So instead of making the decision, we went back and forth. I said, here's what the price is. Would you be okay splitting it? I'll try to find a piano and keep it here. So since it's here, I'll pay for it. I ended up getting like a family member to give me one. Um, So it was just, it makes like all the ensuing money conversations that much easier because you had the, right, Right. the first conversation where it was like a joint decision. And granted, for any of you listeners that don't have an amicable relationship with your ex, like this is, you know, in a utopia where Mm -hmm. you can talk to them. So in the situation where maybe you cannot, and that's never going to happen, or you don't want to even go down that road, if you're going to make, um, you know, plans for something, what we've done and what seems to work okay is like, I'm not going to sign my stepdaughter up for something on her mom's day unless I consult with her. But if I can't consult with her and it's not going to work out, then I'm only going to do it on my own time. Right. Do you know what I mean? And that's the way you have to kind of approach it and be expecting to pay for it yourself. Like don't go and ask for half the money if they're not involved in it. Right. And most activities, like you were saying, you know, baseball's $200 for the gear, horseback riding's this, you know, like piano, you got to get all the crap. So there is not just the lessons, but all the other stuff that you have to think about, like, can I sustain this going forward? Right. All on my own. Yeah. And so like with my son... So far, he's done just really, like, athletic-type things, sports, like team sports. So, you know, I'll sign him up for the the event, and then his dad will go take him to whatever sporting store and buy all the gear, which works out really well for everybody because I do the organize, organized part of it and the scheduling part, mm-hmm. and he goes and does the fun part, but he likes that, and he buys him, like, Nike and Adidas and whatever, and yeah. they spend a fortune, but what that's what he likes to do. So right. that's fine. Um, and then with the girls, like, they don't really – do that much of it so it's like the sports stuff is different so the the girls are riding horses which we do on Sundays when I have them and when she's not with me then she you know doesn't do it Mm -hmm. um but we would never you know like ask because it's not amicable that way so I think you just kind of have to figure out like what your normal is and what's going to work out but ultimately if you want their involvement and you're trying to kind of like create this environment for your kids that are going to be easy on the back and forth and the best for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have to figure out how to communicate with the other person, like yeah. the other parent. You just, I don't know. I'm kind of talking out of both sides of my mouth right now because right. I think that that's both. what you have to do, yeah. but it's like sometimes just not possible. Like no. You, just, you can't control it all. Yeah. And you hope that eventually the relationship will get there. 
You hope. And, Mm -hmm. you know, if not the last five years, maybe the next five years. Right. Or maybe not, and you just wait for the kids to age to a point where... Right. They're making their decisions, and they're driving, and they're in charge of the communication. Right. Yeah. So, ultimately, we want to always try to blend gracefully. That's Mm -hmm. our whole goal. And by definition, to be graceful or to act with grace is to act with love freely it's freely given and without expectation of something in return. So I think that last part is really the yeah, the crux of it. You want to do what's right regardless of whatever is going to happen on the other side of it. Yeah, and I think that's probably the biggest lesson that we've learned through this podcast is, you know, it's not about things being fair. It's not about things being 50-50. It's not about, you know, referencing the, you know, the parenting contract. It's really about you know acting in a way where you're extending grace because it is what benefits your kid the most and that if they are happy then hopefully with just enough of that grace being extended that the other person can absorb that and reciprocate it to you you know that's the hope and I know you know for in my situation with my you know two exes that that really has proven to be true and I think for you out of your two situations you know one out of two that's definitely proven to be true the other one's a little bit trickier so um, but you know how you feel when you are extending grace versus being more you know not that way and how that is how it feels yeah Mm -hmm. so I think that's just kind of been the underlying theme in all of this is whether it's a step kid your biological kid an adopted kid that, um, you know, you're really just trying to act in the way that's best for the kid. And as a parent, that means, you know, extending grace to the other adult. Agreed. And, you know, even to an extent of extending grace to your kids, because, you know, we all lose our tempers in parenting and we all lose our tempers with children, biological children, children, foster children, adopted children, whatever. Like we're not, none of us are perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's definitely that, like, difference in your brain um when it's dealing with a a biological versus a step like I love all of my children to pieces to with all of my heart Mm -hmm. um but my reaction to each one of them is always different and it's age dependent it's sex dependent it's personality dependent Mm -hmm. um and as I've gone through this process you know I used to be super worried about was it just because they I didn't birth them like Mm -hmm. is that why I'm reacting differently is that Mm -hmm. why I feel differently and you know, sometimes it is, and sometimes it's just their personality. Yeah. Like, sometimes it's just because we're both Leos and we butt heads. Right. Or sometimes it's just because we're both PMSing and we butt heads. Right. Or sometimes it's just because my son's telling me, what, nah, son, and he's, like, talking to me like I'm some <laughs> kid on the playground and I want to smack him. So, you know, it's I've gotten past the point where I think, you know, they're all my kids. Like, I don't see it as much. Like, sometimes, you know, you still feel differently. But I honestly don't feel anymore that it's birth or biological or step. It's just their personality. Yeah. So, yeah, I might be harder on this one because they're of an age where they should know better. Right. Or it might be, you know, easier on this one because they're little. Um But it's definitely been a journey and I feel like this podcast has been super helpful for us Mm -hmm. and hopefully for other listeners because I feel like I've been, I've learned to be a little bit more graceful and trying to just do what's best for the kids, even if it sucks for us and, you know, put them before our own egos and kind of go from there. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I know in saying all that, so I'm actually going to step back from the podcast, um, just trying to focus on other things in my life. Um, but Miss Carrie is going to take the torch and carry on in a way that um, works best for her and makes the most sense for the audience. So best of luck to you. And thank you for being an awesome partner through all this. And yeah, I think we've definitely learned so much. Absolutely. And we uh, are sad to see Miss Kristen go, but I know that she's got some bigger and better things coming up and it's going to be amazing. So stay tuned for the next episode. We're going to have a couple of guests coming up until we kind of figure out what the direction of our podcast is going to be. So it was super fun and we hope that you guys learned something from uh, our blending gracefully challenge and journey. And um, that's it for now. So good night. Good night. Cheers. Cheers.